This month is our month renewing your sowing and reaping. Say that with me. I am renewing my sowing and reaping. Amen. I want to talk this morning to you about seed and harvest. Galatians, the sixth chapter. Let's go there. If you have your um, phone, you can download our app and the notes will be right there so you won't have to, you know, uh, you won't have to write as fast. All right. So just go to the Winning Church, uh, go to the app store and then type in the Winning Church and you can download our app or you can download the Winning Academies uh, app as well. So we, are, we have apps for both places. Amen. I really don't plan to bore your patience too long today. Hallelujah. You know, you're never too dressed up to give God the praise. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, some folk come to church, you know, I look good today. I don't think I'm going to do too much. No, that's your time to show enough give God the praise. Because he's been real good to you. Amen. So I want to take this opportunity for a teaching moment uh, with the teaching. Some of you all have been with me here with, with me quite some time, and you've heard many different teachings about different things. But I want you to really pay close attention to the series of lessons that we're going to be teaching this month. And hopefully you'll be here every Sunday so you can get the build up to where we're going, mm -hmm. the build up for where we're going. And if you if you miss it, you can get it on. Um, the uh, our um, podcast, our podcast. You can keep up with that. It's on our app, the podcast. How many of you have had the privilege of listening to the podcast? All right, not many of you all listen to it, but it's got several of you all. It is really, really good. The podcast is really, really good. Man, let's give the media department a great big hand. They're doing a bang up job. So you could be doing some things at your house and have the podcast turned up loud and you, you hear words say, mm, I, I missed that on Sunday. Uh, you know, sometimes I go and I listen and then I, you know, listen to my mistakes and everything else, what I should have said or could have said. You know, you're always critical of your own message, you know. But Galatians, the sixth chapter, I want to read verse seven. It said, be not deceived. God is not mocked. We've heard that a lot, haven't we? For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Um, and we know this. So why are we not particular about our sowing? Not about sowing. What, did you see what, whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Now how many of us know and understand this principle? Come on. Don't fool me. Don't fake me out. How many of you understand sowing and reaping? Come on, raise your hand. Don't act like you don't know. Okay. You understand it. And most people do understand it. So why do we make the choices we make? If we understand sowing and we, we're going to reap what we sow, why are we not careful about our sowing? Right? Now, I don't know if you, you saw this uh, in Genesis. I just wanted to kind of, uh, God dropped that in my spirit. Said, as the earth remained, you know, it's going to be hot, cold, summer, winter, you know, 
uh, fall, spring, good, bad, all that kind of stuff. And then it says it's going to be what? Seed time and harvest. But I don't think we pay close attention to First Lady. We think more or less seed and harvest. That's the type, type of my message. But, but, but I wanted to uh, kind of zero in on the time. Because if he had just left it at seed harvest, we would think that we don't have to do anything. But time denotes that you must do something. The seed must have the opportunity to do what it does because someone put the time in it to place it where it need to be. So if you don't use your time to direct the seed where it needs to go, then there's a very slim chance that you will have a harvest. Because there must be seed time. And that denotes to me a process that has to have progress. Because a seed progresses. It doesn't stay where it is once it goes into the ground. It progresses. So since you've been sowing seed in your life, how have your life been progressing? Because if you have not been seeding right and putting the proper time to it, I doubt you have a harvest that you are happy about. And more people are putting emphasis on the harvest, the tree, than the seed, faith. You must have faith in your seed in order to realize the tree, the harvest. So that time is critical. Very critical. So verse 8 said, For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption, but he that soweth to the spirit shall of the spirit reap life everlasting. And let us not be weary in well doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Now, Ecclesiastes 1 and 3, it tells us to everything there's a season, there's a time for every purpose under the, he under the heaven. A time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, and a time to pluck up that which is planted. You see that? And it goes on to tell us the time for everything. A time to kill, a time to heal, a time to break down, time, time to build up, and on and on and on. And so we understand this seed time. Time is critical. So what do you do with your time? Is your time wasted? If your time is wasted, now you have wasted seed.
You're looking for a harvest without any seed time. And that's what makes people get upset about other folk when we testify of how good and how great God is. And you're upset because other people have put the seed time in. And they're now realizing their harvest. And you standing over there saying, well, wait a minute, I... I think I had seed time the same time they did, and I don't see mine. You may have had seed, but the time was not connected to it. <laughs> Sir Robert Watson, Watts, the inventor of the radar, was arrested for speeding. How you how you invent something and then you get arrested? <laughs> he had been caught in a radar trap. And shortly after his irony, he, he wrote this poem. He said, pity Sir Robert Watson Watt, strange target of his radar plot. And this, with others, I could mention a victim of his own invention. There are three principles given to believers in this text. Principle number one, God knows what you sow. Come on to participate with me. God knows what I sow. Principle number two, what you sow is what you will get. Say this with me. What I sow is what I will get. Principle number three in this text is if you sow, you will reap a harvest. Say that with me. If I sow, and I sow correctly, I will reap a harvest. So let's deal with these three principles today, and then we can go to the house. Principle number one, God knows what you sow. The idea found here is simply this. Don't fool yourself about what you are sowing because God isn't fooled. How we think we're going to fool God? God knows what I sow. Yeah, he did. He knows how, how, what your heart was like. He knows whether you sow grudgingly. He knows whether you could have done more. He knows if you did it half-hearted. He knows if you did it because you wanted to be seen. Right? You can't fool God. He knows what you are sowing. Why? Because he is a good husbandman and takes care of his field. And when he look at the field and he look for your sowing, he knows what you have sown. There are some valuable lessons for us. Lesson number one. Do not be fooled. Be a fool or be fooled. Lesson number two. God is not going to be fooled. Lesson number three, sowing is the beginning of God's harvest or beginning of God's blessing. I like that. That is the beginning of God's blessings when you sow. Lesson number four, there could be no harvest without sowing the right seed. So my question for you all that are here, what you sow is what you will get. That's my thought for you. What you sow is what you will get. Once the seed is sown, it is settled what you will receive. And so sometimes when we sow, we 
Forget about how we had something. We sold it with an attitude. We sold it because we had old raunchy attitude. God, you know what I sold. Now you, you ought to get with that kind of attitude. And so the two principles, two, uh, two possibilities when we do this, when we, when we sow and we're going to get what we sow. Number one, sowing good seed will bring good harvest. Secondly, sowing bad seed will bring a corrupt harvest. Are you still with me? So Paul's idea here is to, is, is to remind the Galatians of their options and also remind us of our options. You only have two options. Are you ready for this? Don't miss this part of the message. Wake up. You can get what you want or you can get what you do not want. And I don't know about you, but I want to get what I want. You're either going to get what you want or get what you don't want. When it comes to sowing and reaping. So Paul's idea here is telling, he said, get what you want. The idea here is not so much the prosperity gospel as it is God's principle of increase. And you got to understand that God is a God of increase. And so the principle in this uh, uh, basis of, of God's command to Adam and Eve, multiply and replenish the face of the earth. And it can also be said, reproduce yourself. Every one of us are here to reproduce ourselves. And some of us already don't like what we have reproduced. Why you act like that? And they looking right at you. <laughs> Answer me, boy, why you act like that? They don't want to tell you what they really want to tell you. Because I'm just like you, daddy. <laughs> so Adam and Eve were to rep reproduce themselves and reap the blessings of children. See, just because people abuse children and misuse children doesn't mean we should not want to have children. See, some folks say, I don't want to sow because, you know, folk, they mess up my seed. And, and what I sowed, I don't see nothing. And, you know, I've been giving down there for an owner. And that, yeah, I don't see Just because somebody messed up something does not let you off the hook of sowing like God said to sow. Amen, amen. They mess up your taxes, but you still give them. Your road need to be paid right now, but they still asking you for more taxes. Huh? Just because things are not being done right don't mean that you shouldn't do right. I ain't never seen nothing like this in my life where we are right now. People paying $10,000 
over the listed price of a car. They're paying way over for houses. The house don't even appraise that much. And they're paying $20,000 over the appraised value. You've never seen nothing like this. And my God, you can't hardly find a house now. I mean, every time you look around, you go and call me, oh, it's just been sold. You call me, oh, just been sold. You go look over there, so I know nobody look at this, oh, just been sold. I mean, you've never seen nothing like this in your life. But y'all help me figure this out. But then they got signs all over the country. Help, want, want, uh, help, want, uh, help needed. Wanted help, help, help. Nobody working, but they're selling out of everything. Y'all help me out. Anybody else seeing that but me? You can't hardly get folk to work now. I told my wife the other day, I was going to the drive-thru, and they said, you know, they closed down early because they couldn't get much help. And then when the lady came to the, the, the drive-thru, and I was just, you know, looking at my phone, and when I looked up the window, she almost scared me. <laughs> she turned around, may I help you? She missing tea, got rotten stuff in there, and looked like she ain't bathed or nothing. May I help you? I looked at her and said, who hired you? They like, sir, we can't find no workers. Did you know they paying people cash to come to work? I, 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 look, I, I look over there, at, you know, uh, at uh, the, the car lots, the, the ones that sell new cars. And, and over there, Wayne Lowe. Ain't nothing over there. Nothing. But then you go right down the street to CarMax, and it's loaded. Because they, they master on used cars. And do you know that used cars' prices are up? We, we, we got a, a, a 2015 GMC uh, SUV, the, the, the big cab, uh, you know, for uh, the, the, the airport business that uh, Jared, Jared pulled and dragged us in. But uh, <laughs> we, 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 you know, we take people back and forth, you know, from their door to the airport, pick them back up, take them back to their door, okay? So uh, we got the big one, the 2015. Uh, GMC. So we go down there, just, you know, we get the regular check on and everything like that. And uh, 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 I had to take take down there. Jesse came out and said, "Daddy, man, said he want he want he want to see you." I said, "Well, I ain't got time to go in there. What do you want?" He said, "Well, he said he got a check for you." Yeah, a check for me? <laughs> he said, "Yeah, he got a check for you for thirty five thousand dollars if you give him that truck." I got $35,000 for you if you, if you give me a truck. I said, he want my truck? I said, you go over and tell him 50, he got it. <laughs> he came out and said, no, nah. he said, that's a little bit too high for it. I said, exactly, I don't want to sell it. Because <laughs> if I give him mine, I ain't going to be able to get one. <laughs> Took my truck in to get oil changed. They come out and said, sir, you, uh, you want us to uh, uh, give you the value of your truck and everything. I know what they're doing, but they're going to give you the value of your truck. No, you don't give me no value. 
They want to buy my truck. You know, my church family helped me get that truck. Amen. The church family, you know, on my, my 50th birthday, uh, I don't know how they did it, but uh, they put down $10,000 on it. The church family did that. I, on all the leases, I, they didn't, uh, but I, I didn't know. You know. And then, you know, when we had the big thing out there on the base, you know, they had me in a truck. How many of y'all was at that, that gala? Wasn't that, wasn't that nice? Y'all, I thank y'all, even thank y'all today. But the truck is a 2012. It's 2022. It's a 2012. Y'all did that back in 2012 when I was 50. It still look good. I'm planning on taking it until Jesus take me home. I ain't planning on getting another one. If I want to buy the truck, y'all, they saw that it was anointed by the church and they wanted it. <laughs> you can't have this. You know, most of the time when I go somewhere, you know, uh, the folks with different expression, they, you know, they, 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 I get out, I get out the truck, say, and they'll, they'll just stand there. I'm sitting there parking. They just stand like, who is standing there for somebody? I got a truck. Sure, I really like your truck. I said, I like it too. You drive a Harley? I said, no, this is the only Harley I got right here. <laughs> That's a nice truck. I say, my wife, you know, uh, got it for me for her 50th birthday in the church family. Man, I, I wish I had a wife like that. You know, the church paid 10 on it, but the uh, first lady paid the rest of it. It's, it's paid off now. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. And what, that wasn't a cheap truck. That's top of the line. Yeah. At the time, that was top, top of the line. Yep. Yep, that wasn't cheap. But the church and my, my wife just loved me. I can't help. I can't help because the people of God love me like that. Hallelujah. You reap what you sow. Amen. Yeah. Now, I've helped a lot of people in my life. Amen. A whole lot of folk. Amen. And some of them in this church. Amen. Right now. Amen. Some of them left me. Because you don't focus spend your money and still leave you. <laughs> spend your money and still talk about you. <laughs> but that's okay. I'm still reaping what I have sown. Let's see, I, I forgot count, but I, I, in, in my wife and I's life, we've given away like four or five cars. I mean, given them away. Hallelujah. See, people want, hey, he got in there buying them a checker. But you, know, you don't know his testimony either. You don't know how he have helped some people. That's right. Hallelujah. See, when you want to when you want to see someone harvest, you better know they got some sowing going on there. You ain't getting no harvest without no sowing. Hallelujah. Well, same folk don't think you need to have a truck to be the first one on a ride in it. When you gonna take me for a ride, Rev? And you the main one talking about it. 
not enough about that. But I just want to show you that, listen, you cannot take away from somebody sowing. Just because you talk don't mean that person not going to be blessed. You can be still talking, they still getting blessed. I've had, you know what really, really is a beautiful thing? When you, after somebody done got through talking about you, you bless them. Yeah. 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 No, I see, I know what you do. Uh-huh, I heard them talking about that. Maybe next time they do anything for me, I ain't doing nothing. But I'm going to tell you what, heaps coals are found in the head is to bless them when they're talking about you. to reproduce uh, themselves and, and, and reap the blessings of children, right? So the blessings of children are the heritage or the increase of ourselves. So when we sow, then we, in, in, in marriage, the husband sows to the wife and the wife brings forth a child. He gives the seed, she gives the child, right? So that's, 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 that's a principle of sowing and reaping. Because that seed will be multiplied back to you in the form of children. So Paul was saying this, that whatsoever you sow, whether it be physical, natural, or spiritual, can only reproduce itself. Say it with me, physically, physically. Naturally, naturally, or spiritual. It can only reproduce after itself. So every aspect of life, you reproduce after yourself. That's why, ladies and gentlemen, hit me real good. You want to be concerned about your sowing. Naturally. Physically. All right, let's deal with physically. If you don't exercise... Don't look for no six-pack, four-pack, two-pack. You just be satisfied with the gallon. Are you following me? Physically, if you don't eat better, that's all you sowing, all that grease and all that flour and all that clogging of the arteries, and that's all you sowing. Oh, Lord, I was doing good, wasn't I? I'm talking about me, too. You sowing all them sweets. Sweets don't build muscles, ladies and gentlemen. Sweets build this right here. Sweets, they're not going to build no muscles. If we give you temporary energy, But sweets going to hang around. You hang around. You get tired of when you get to dance. And you, who are my sweets? Sweets produce fat. Now listen now, don't throw nothing at me because we know we like sweets. 
Amen. So physically, you got to watch your sowing. Am I telling the truth, mother? Okay, all right. I just want to know I tell the truth. And then naturally, you got to watch yourself. Because a lot of us down through the years, we have not been really concerned about ourselves like we really should have been. One person told me, say, if I knew I was going to live this long, I would have took care of myself better. That's what he told me. And then watch this. Spiritually, you got a soul. Yeah. All right? You sowing right now because you came to church. Give yourself a hand for that. Now, you got to sow spiritually when you get in your word. When you have home Bible study. Sometimes, men, you shouldn't wait till the wife asks you to have a good little Bible study. You should Start it first. Now that's what I need y'all, my men to do. I need you to pick that up in the spirit. <laughs> that I need to move first. Say, so, honey, you have, you've been reading, you ever read the scripture here? And let's just, it'll start from there. It'll start from there. So you got to sow more spiritually. If you want her to act better, you got to sow more spiritually, brother man. Because, see, God can do what you can't do. Amen. I've been trying to get you right all these. That's right. Give God a praise for that. That's right. Because any wife will tell you, you can't fix me, honey. God's got to fix yeah. sister girl. But he can use you as a conduit to move it along to make it happen. So if I want my wife to do something more, I must be willing to be used to help her do it. If she wants me to do something more, she must be willing to be used. Volunteer. Say, God said, now this is the way I'm going to use you, but you must be willing to volunteer and put in the work to make this happen. See, we want God to just do it, and we be out of it. We just want to wave our hands over him and, 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 you know, do it, Lord. God said, uh-uh, it don't work like that. I need a vessel to work through. I need you to take, be patient. Let me use you by being an example. If you want your, if you want your husband to be a little bit more sweeter, you got to lead him in the sweetness. No, baby, that's not how you do it, sweetie. Let's, let's do this like this. You know, because some people are married to angry men and angry women. You, you like that angry bird. <laughs> look straight ahead. Nobody know. Nobody know. You know. Don't look around. I know he ain't talking about me. I know he ain't talking about me. I ain't no angry bird here. I did not call you an angry bird. Amen. If you get all offended and all bent out of shape, you might want to check yourself. So in order to be blessed, you must sow the things that are good or that increase or that are spiritual. 
physically. Sowing seed of increase. From these we are able to increase our family, our living, and our wealth. That's sowing physically. If you invest right, you can increase physically. But you got to be patient and be willing to do it. You don't want to say the average person really don't have $100 in the bank. $100 in the bank. Say this with me. We got to do better than that. Jacob asked Laban for a ring stake and a spotted calf. You know, before, before, before I say that, uh, that just hit me. You know, I, I was listening to one of the richest men in the world on, on, on live um, TV. It was, he was naturally talking and Warren Buffett. And he said, and I mean, I, man, I was glued to the TV when he said this. He said, you want to know the key to success in life? I said, yeah, I sure enough do. Let me move a little closer here. He said, the key to success in life is not to have more money. He said, not to have all of the properties and the lands and things that I have. I have all of those things. He said, that's not the key to success. He said, the key to success is to be married to the right person. Now, this is one of the richest men in the world. Now, you know, all his other friends done got divorces, right? Bays, what is his name? Bays, something, another, and, and, and yeah, mm -hmm, and, and, and Bill Gates and all his buddies. See, because all the stuff they have could not keep their marriage. Isn't that a wisdom to us? No matter how awesome you think you are, and these men, they think they're awesome and everything like that. Some of them trying to go to the moon by themselves and all that kind of stuff. And how awesome they are, how much money they got. They, you know, they control the market when they put their stuff in, take it out, and all that kind of stuff. But the success to their life is to be connected with the right person. Let me ask y'all something. When you said yes, when you said I do, I will, did you understand that you was connecting to the person that you said is the right person for you? Do you feel you're connected to the right person in your life? Now, I know it's not without problem. Nobody's problem free. But let me tell you something. God don't have problems. Amen. God have plans. And his plan is for you to stay together and work it out. He got 
a plan if you're willing to follow it. Most men, and that's why I talk to men so hard, it because most men, most of us are hard-headed. You can read it in the Bible, you'll see the plan of God. You say, I ain't doing that. You may not verbalize it, but in your actions, you say, I ain't doing that. See, because you think you like God. I control my own life. I control my own life. I do what I want to do. But last time I checked, we bought with a price. Paul said, I'm a slave to Christ. I'm a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. I serve him. And serving him is to obey him. You know what? I'm, I, I'm, listen, I'm there, and I know some of y'all already there before me. But I got to the point where I don't care what you think about me. Amen. You can call me henpeck, but they told me it's all right to be a henpeck when you're pecked by the right hand. He ain't no real man, because really I always trying to tell him. Look, you ask her. Don't, don't, you, if you don't think I am, you ask her. Ask her if I'm a real man. I feel God all in this place now. I feel Jesus. Because you got these people here worried about what folk think. You want to put on an outward show. Everybody else wants you. He, he's a jolly good fellow. She is a brick house. Uh, no! It is not what you all think about me. Because you can think the best of me. But what I do in private, that's where it counts. And if I can do it in private, I can do it in public. You know what? We, share, we, sell, we sell God short. We want him to be what we want him to be and not what he want us to be. God say, I want to change you. You say, uh-uh. God say, I want to make you better. Uh-uh. God said, I want to make you whole. Uh-uh. I want to chisel away some of that stuff, how you was trained and how you were made up because of your mishaps and because of what you've been through, because of your past, and they didn't line you up right. You've been off track ever since you were born, but I want to get you on track and straighten you out. You, you got to let me. And y'all know what? All this good word y'all be getting in here, sitting up here, you still want to walk crooked. You still want to walk crooked. You get it, yeah, bishop preaching, you walk out of here crooked. When you gonna straighten up and fly right? Listen, folks don't care about how much you know. They can Google and find out stuff. Studying about your not. They want to know whether or not you genuine. You real about what you are in. 
I'm genuine about loving God. I'm genuine about who I serve. I'm genuine about my salvation. I'm genuine about my wife. I love her and her only. I'm genuine about what God has assigned me to do. Oh, y'all sit down. I got to get back on track. So here's an example. Some of you already know this. Jacob and Laban was for the, you know, the ring streaked in the spotted calf. Then he sold the seed of the ring and, and spots into the minds of the cows. Y'all remember that? He was at Laban's house because, you know, he was scared of his brother and everything else. So, you know, he had to leave. And, and, and they began to catch his vision. And the Bible says that the calf were born ring streaked and spotted. God gave him a creative idea. He took a stick, pulled the bark off of it. Some of them had spots and rings around it. Stuck it in the water where the calf was, uh, you know, they were drinking water and where they were grazing. And he put it in the minds of the calves that this is what you will be like. God gave him a creative idea because he told Laban, now all the ones that are solid cows, you keep. And all of them, that's what Laban told And the ones that are spotted and ring streaks on them, then I keep them. Did you know when God gave him that creative idea, all them cows start turning the way that they had spots and rings? Laban looking over there and said, wait a minute. Now, no, you done already agreed. I'm talking to somebody in here that God's about to give you a creative idea and it's going to benefit you and your family, your whole household. My God, and it's going to cause you to have a harvest out of this world. And so Jacob became wealthy because he sowed seeds of increase. And God was able to bless him with wealth because he sowed seed of increase. And Jacob also sowed natural seeds. He knew that the cow have calves. He also knew that the cows that are strong and healthy will have strong and healthy calves. He also knew that the cows that are uh, uh, bred or breed it uh, to good, strong, and healthy bulls will have calves that are the same. And he recognized the natural principle. That was the natural principle. So light begets light. If God was going to bless him, he would have to be wise enough to use the principle of natural sowing. Don't miss this. There are people in this church that souls naturally. It's like second nature to them, and they are always blessed. Amen. 
Jacob, he also sowed spiritual seed. He knew that God had promised him several things. He had promised him wealth. He had promised him heritage. He had promised him. And God said to Jacob in the middle of his rejection by Laban, who was his uncle, he, here I am. This is what God said. Here am I. Comforting words when you are facing the pressures of this world. He had the pressures of Laban that was pressing on him. And when you have the pressures of this world, it's good to know that God is with you. Lift up now thine eyes and see that spiritual vision, right? Then he says, all the rams ring streaked and speckled and bristling. He said, for I have seen all that Laban doeth to thee. He said, I've seen how he has been double-dealing and cutting, cocking and taking stuff from you and, and misusing you and abusing you. But God said, I'm with you. I am the God of Bethel where, where, you, where you anointed uh, the, the pillar of the stone, where you vowed the vow unto me, Jehovah God. Now arise and go in the land of thy kindred. Leave behind this world is what he told Jacob. Find faith, forgiveness, and fellowship among your own kind. Whatever you sow is what you get. Fulfill the dream. What you saw, I want you to see it. And there's a lot of people, what they saw, they will not see it. Because you saw it in a vision, you saw it in a dream, but because you did not sow, you will not see what you saw. Because if you sow nothing, you will receive nothing. <laughs> and so Jacob's vision came into the wilderness, but was birthed by his commitment. Don't miss that. Don't miss that. Jacob's vision came in the wilderness. Some of you in your wilderness. Your place where you don't want to be and, 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 and you don't want even your worst enemy be. But you're in your wilderness time. But hey, what you saw in the wilderness can only be birthed by your commitment. In other words, you got to do something. You got to stick with it. If you saw it, you got to work at it. So Jacob's dream was of a ladder set on the earth that reached up into heaven and he saw angels descended and uh, ascended and descended on it and he saw the Lord standing at the top of the ladder and he heard God say to him, I am the Lord God of Abraham and Isaac. Remember that I am of scripture. I will give the land you are sleeping on to you and to your seed. Your seed will be as the dust, uncountable, spread abroad to the north, the south, the east, and the west. And in thee, thy seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed. So what you sow is what you get. I am with thee. I will keep thee in all the places, difficult places, easy places, hard places. I will bring you again into this land. I will not leave you until all has been accomplished. And so look at Jacob's reaction. He woke up, became alert to God. He said, surely the Lord is in this place. And I did not know until now. And I know, I now know for a certain that God is here. And so Jacob was afraid. Why? Was it the guilt of his own sins? Was it the understanding of the significance and the sovereignty of God? 
Was it the recognition, his recognition of being or standing in the presence in the sanctuary of the Lord? He said, this is the house of the Lord. This is the gate of heaven. And Jacob rose up and worshiped God. He made his stone pillows in the pillar of the house of God. He anointed the pillar of God and named it Bethel, the house of God. And then he vowed a vow and said, if God will be with me and will keep me in this way that I go, I will give him bread to eat and raiment to put on so that I come again to my father's house in peace. And then shall the Lord by my God, not a bargain, but a commitment, command, or commitment commitment what you sow is what you reap and this stone shall be the house of God and all that thou shalt give me I will surely without fail or faltering give thee the tenth is what Jacob said God I know you're going to bless me I know you with me and if you will continue to be with me I promise you you will always get at least a tenth of what I get. And so Jacob never expected anything more or less than what he sowed. What you sow is what you will get. And there is another side to the story. If you sow things that are evil or wrong or bad, then you will reap the same thing. And I'm convinced that many people are blind to what they are sowing. They are going through the motions but are now attempting to sow according to God's principle. And then they get angry at God and others and at themselves for all their bad luck, as they call it. Gloom and doom and despair and agony, homie. And look at what you have sown as a society. Look at our society. The lust of flesh. Did you see that in Galatia? This is what we sown, ladies and gentlemen. The lust of flesh. We've gotten worse and worse. Look how provocative we dress on television and outside of television. The lust of the eye. Right? We don't care who do. I, I, you just, yeah, I got to have that. Ha, 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 I got to have that lust of eye. You put your eyes on it and you study it long and you study it wrong. Then the Bible says the pride of life. You want to tell me how to live? I know how to live. Huh? And for all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, 1 John uh, chapter 2, verse 16 says, for all in the in in in, in uh, all that is is in the world the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father but is of the world. And the world passes away and the lust thereof but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. We got to kick lust out of the house of God. Oh, come into church. Lust, 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 lust. Lust find lust. Lust lead with lust. Lust lead to lust. God help our wandering eyes. If you sow sin, you will raise up sin in your offspring. You know, these children, they're so bad. 
is your sowing? If you sow sin, you will reap unspiritual un children and families. Children are spiritual because daddy ain't spiritual. Children don't want to come to church because daddy and mama don't want to come to church. Children don't want to read the Bible because mama and daddy don't want to read the Bible. Children don't want to get better because they don't see you getting better. You know why? That's what you're sowing. You argue in front of them. You slap each other in front of them. You fight in front of them. You curse each other out in front of them. You talk about Mama in front of the children while mama's not there. Mama talk about the daddy when daddy's not there in front of the children. What kind of seeds are you sowing? Yeah. And then you got a colossal nerve to say, yeah, I hope he grew up to be some fine young man. Hope she grew up to be, ooh, I just wanted to be a wonderful woman. What you sold in little Bobo is what Bobo going <laughs> He going to have a harvest of what you sold. So Bobo going to come in the house one day, you don't even know who he is. He tatted from his head to his toe. Got tattoos in places you ain't never seen before. Got piercing places you probably don't want to see. You stop sowing the scripture, you stop telling them they're going to church, you stop telling them that they need to learn this, you know, this week. See, we got our little grandchildren, and our thing is that we don't want to we don't want to prize ourselves for being the grandparents that just give them everything and help help the help the help the parents mess them up even more. So, so EJ, you know, he like, well, Papa, give me some money. I said, you got to earn it. Well, what I got to do? Okay, how many books you read today? Well, I didn't read any. Well, you got to read some books. He went to my house the other day. He came in and he said, Papa, you don't give me some money. Well, you know what to do. He went in and read five books. <laughs> You ain't got no job, this is going to be your job right here. <laughs> so I ain't going to help your parents mess you up. You need to grow up knowing God. At least have a chance yeah. at making a decision that I'm going to come back to God. If I don't ever put it there, you ain't got nothing to come back to. Yeah. God, come on parents, help me out. Yeah. If I don't put it there, what they got to come back to? One thing I like about my daughter is that she always, from the little children, always put church in their mind and in their heart. Man, they greet me at the door. Papa, we've been praising God. 
or the little one, little, little Eli, uh, turn on Papa, because she'll, you know, go back on the service and while we're here and everything. I want to see Papa. I want to see Papa. So, you know, we're giving him an image to look forward to. Because, you know, actually, television is not real, but it will teach your children how to be little heathens. You, you, want, you want your children to be real bad? Let the TV teach them. They'll teach them how to be heathens. Hallelujah. I remember EJ talking about, you know, we was having a we was having a discussion, but we weren't cussing or nothing. What? <laughs> Boy, you six years old now. What you know about cussing? Come on, sir. No, we weren't we wouldn't say and what did he say that word he said? That's what he the word he said. Shut up. He called cursing shut up, cursing. Mm, you said shut up, that's cursing. I said, Phew, thank the Lord. <laughs> I was finna say, well, what type of cussing uh, what, you know? And you, you know, cause when I first asked him, he said, uh, he looked at me and said, Well, Papa, he, I said, Well, EJ, what you know about cursing? You what is cursing? He said, You grown up, you know what cursing is. <laughs> All right, you little smart thing then. Watch out now. Watch out, watch out. Now, now I said, yeah, I know what it is. I want to know if you know what it is. <laughs> Hallelujah. Don't buy try to check me. I want to know if your little self know what it is. So if you sow sin, you will raise little sinners with no knowledge or opportunity to serve God. If you sow to the flesh, you reap corruption. Don't blame God for your problems and failure. Look and see what you are sowing in your family. Now this year, you got to start sowing better. Don't sow to the flesh to reap corruption. Sow to the spirit. You are after your family's spirit. Some of us got children and they don't even know what a real father, a real mother is like because we don't spend no time with them. Because we don't sow into it. Come here, son. Sit in my lap. Come over here, I tell you, come over here and sit back. Let's talk. Papa, what you want to talk about, huh? I want to play. All right, if you want to play, you got to listen to me talk. Okay. Because <laughs> they, they love to play. Boy, they will wear you out. Anybody want to play some kids? <laughs> you got you to gotta always take advantage of a teaching moment. It cannot be all about you and what you want to do. Get on out of here. Go on over there. Let your mama teach you. Let your dad, let your daddy teach. Well, you know, they, they told me to take a village, but you they everybody, you know, they can't teach you everything. Because when they out of my presence, I, I hope you teach them right. And if they in my presence, I know you hope I teach them right. Right? So if you sow, you will sow, you will reap a harvest. Say that with me. If I, sow, if I sow, I will reap a harvest. So the idea here is that whatever you sow will come back to you at some point. So if you sow nothing, you will reap a harvest 
You will not reap a harvest of increase. You will reap nothing. So this is the word of encouragement to the Galatians right here. Paul is saying, uh, do not be weary in well-doing. Stop. Don't stop sowing. Do not get discouraged and down about your increase. Live a life of consistent and faithful sowing, and God will see to it that you reap a harvest in proper time. That's what the scriptures say. For in due season, you will reap. So there's a time for sowing, a time for reaping, and you will enjoy the fruit of your labor in the proper time. So you may uh, get tired, weary, or despondent, but keep on sowing, knowing that God will bring your harvest to pass. You cannot get a harvest until the seed is sown. You cannot get a harvest until the seed is cultivated. You cannot get a harvest until the seed is ripe. You cannot get a harvest uh, if there are no laborers to bring it in, and you cannot get a harvest until thy seed is harvested. But you will always get your harvest in the season it is due. So I'm looking for things to work out in my due season. So the attitude of people concerning reaping their harvest is immature want it today. When you see immature people, they want everything now. Give it to me now. The desperate want it anyway. The faithful want it someday. The mature want it well, right away and on the right day. If we faint not, the scripture says, uh, the indication here is that there are some rules for sowing and reaping, and we must follow these rules. Amen. Let me give you these rules, and I'm going home. Rule of faith. If I sow, it will grow. That's the rule of faith. The rule of faithfulness, if I sow consistently and wait patiently, I will reap what I sow. The rule of fainting, I cannot give up or tired out or become upset when the timing and the plan of God for my heart. I cannot faint in the day of adversity. I must keep going. For God say he will be my present help in the time of trouble. It's too late in the game to faint. It's too late in the game to give up. God has brought you too far. Keep sowing. Are you hearing me? I cannot faint at this moment. Come on, say that with me. I cannot faint at this moment. Say this with me. God has need of me. Because he wants to use me to sow to bring harvest. See, when you sow the word of God in somebody's life, you bring the harvest of salvation. When you sow uh -huh, a word of healing, you bring wholeness and healthiness in somebody's life. Who was about to give up and say, hey, I guess I'm going to die with this. No, you are not going to die with this because God sent me to pray for you and the devil is a liar. You're about to get up from here. There's more time for you to do what God called you to do and you're not going to go out like this. God sent me here to lay hands on you. Can you say amen? Look down your road and tell them, say, it's not a time to faint. Not a time to give up because God has 
has a plan for your life. And every problem, he's got a plan for it. Every situation, he's got a plan for it. Everything that you don't know about, he's got a plan for it. Don't you know that God got a plan to bring you out of that thing? I know the devil think you got you all hooked up and all trapped up and in a trap. My God, but God will untangle that mess and get you out of that situation. You think that you have been too far gone. Your foot is already slipped. It's already over for you, but I got good news for you this moment, but this morning that God has a plan for your life. Hallelujah. Somebody shout, he's taking me from problem to a plan. Say it again, he's taking me from a problem to purpose. He's taking me from a problem to a great place. Hallelujah. And I will not stop until I see where God is taking me. It may be a bumpy road. It may be a little lumpy. But I will not give up because God said in the end that I will have my hands lifted up in victory. And I'm talking to some people in here. You have been through many troubles and you've been through water. But God said that I will not let the water overtake you. You've been through the fire, but I won't let it burn you. Hallelujah, because God is with me. And if God be for me, who can be against me? I got royal blood flowing through my vein. I am somebody. I'm a king's kid. And just like he brought Samson out, he'll bring me out too. Just like he brought Moses out, he'll bring me out too. Just like he brought Abraham out, he'll bring me out too. And just like he brought Jacob out, ah, he brought Joseph out. Uh, and he'll bring me out too. Uh, he brought Silas and Paul out. Uh, while they was in that dungeon, uh, they locked them down in a cold cell. Uh, but one thought about it, uh, this is not the end. In darkness, I still can pray. Uh, in darkness, uh, I still can praise. Uh, and one got to praying, uh, and one got to singing, uh, one got to singing, uh, and one got to praying. Uh, and the real house started rocking. Uh, they started rocking that house. Uh, well, in these last days, uh, it may look a little dark. Uh, it may look a little gloomy, uh, look a little doomy. Uh, but God said, you're going to rock the house. Uh, can you say amen? Are you ready for God to rock the house? Can you say amen? All I want is to see somebody else save. Somebody won the Jesus Christ. Say yeah. Shout it. I'm on my way home. And the last rule is the rule of fruit bearing. Fruit is natural. If the branch is connected to the vine, therefore I know my harvest is coming. Can you say amen? Look down your row and say, I'm still connected. I'm still connected. Even though I may not have any fruit on me right now, but I'm still connected. I may not have a bud on me now, but I'm still connected. But, but in the fullness of time, when the seasons change, because I'm connected, 
I may not have seen anything in the winter. I may have looked like I was dried up. I was lost cause. Looked like I would not live again. But spring and summer is on its way. And in the next season, somebody say in the next season. Look down your row and say, point them and say, in the next season. In the next season. I'm not going to look like what I looked like in last season. Last season I looked brown. Didn't have no leaves on me. Didn't have no fruit on me. But I kept on sowing. My root got deeper. And God started blessing. And what I didn't look like. But I saw myself in the summer. When I was back in the winter I saw myself with leaves on me I saw myself with fruit on me and as time went by and moving forward God caused the leaves to form on my branches form on my connection that's why I had to stay connected because if I was like the other branch that had fell on the ground when the season came around, it still looked like what it did in the winter. In the summer, it don't have no leaves, and it don't have no bud, and it won't produce no fruit. But because I stay connected, look at somebody say, because I stay connected. Said, because I stay connected, because I stay connected, look at me now. The fruit is coming. Can you say amen? But the fruit that's coming on you will not be for you, but it'll be for somebody else to come along and be nourished by your fruit. Can you say amen? question for you this morning as I get ready to go to my seat will you be in the right place and will you stay connected so God can use you in due time so that when the fruit come folk will say I'm glad that she stayed connected I'm glad that he stayed connected because you stay connected I'm blessed because you stay connected I'm refreshed because you stay connected I have what I have because you stay connected and because you stay connected can you see how many people will be blessed because of your connection can you stay amen I can't afford to be cut off and disconnected deep I got stay where I am uh, to get what's flowing uh, from down the root uh, up the shoot uh, and down to the branches uh, can you say amen uh, because what's in the root uh, will be in the fruit uh, can you say amen uh, you didn't know it uh, but down in that dirty place uh, was moving on you uh, down in that place uh, when nobody saw you on your knees uh, when nobody saw you sowing uh, but this year uh, at 
at the right time, uh, at the right season, uh, they're going to see the fruit uh, that was being nursed in the root. Uh, can you say amen? Uh, you are going from a root situation uh, to a fruit situation. Uh, can you say amen? Uh, this year, uh, you're going to bless more people uh, than you ever blessed before. Uh, this year, uh, a lot of folk uh, are going to receive. Can you say amen? Uh, they're going to receive uh, because you are connected right. Uh, can you say amen? Uh, wave down your row and say, stay. I command you to stay. Stay connected. Uh, can you say amen? Why do you want me to stay connected? Because your blessing is in staying connected. Your more is in staying connected. Your blessings, your multiple blessing, your uncountable blessings, your multiple blessings are my God are coming because you're connected. Can you say amen? Don't let your friends, don't let your mama, don't let your daddy, don't let your brother, don't let your sister, don't let your acquaintance cause you to get connected. But I will stay connected. Can you say amen? Look at a friend and say, I charge you to stay connected. Let your seed time uh, be the right time uh, because your harvest is on the way. Uh, how do you know it? Because uh, I saw it in a vision. Uh, I saw it by faith uh, that your harvest is surely come. Uh, how do you know that? Uh, because I saw your seed time. Uh, I saw your seed uh, when you were sowing it. Even in the famine, when you sold it in the famine, it was multiplied. Shout yes, say yes, shout yes, yeah. Seed time and harvest, shout glory. If I can get it in the ground, God say He gives seed to the sower. Look at somebody uh, and tell them, say, I'm in the right place for God to give me seed because I'm a sower. Uh, God is about to give me more seed uh, because I am uh, a sower. Uh, and because I'm a sower, I'm going to see my harvest. Uh, shout, yeah. Uh, Tell at least three people, I will see my harvest, I'll see it, it might not be today, but I'm going to see it, I will see my harvest, yes I will, I may not see it tomorrow, but I will see it, I may not see it next week, but I will see it, I may not see it next month, but I will see it, because God promised, he promised, if I will sow my seed, I shall see a harvest, shout yeah, everything is in a form of a seed, your life living is in a form of a seed, 
good seed sowing in every aspect of your life. Sow seed in your family. Sow seed in your marriage. Sow seed in your individual life. And watch your harvest come up. Can you say amen? Now I made up in my mind. My mind, my mind, my mind. That I'm not going to have no bad harvest. Can you say amen? Look at somebody and say, I made up my mind. I will not have a bad harvest because I'm going to sow good seed. Tell them, say, I will have a good harvest because I will sow good seed. Good seed, good harvest. Bad seed, bad harvest. Good seed, good harvest. I got to have a good harvest. Shout yes. Yeah. deceit God is not mocked whatsoever man soweth that shall he also reap but he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption but he that soweth to the spirit shall reap the spirit life everlasting are you hearing me? And let us not be weary in well-doing. For in due season, you have a due season coming. You shall reap if you faint not. Don't be foolish to think that God is unaware of your sowing. For if you will sow, then you will harvest. Because the man who soweth to the flesh shall reap corruption. You will get what you want, or you will get what you don't want. But you're going to get something. You're going to get something. You will get what you want, or you will get what you don't want. If I'm not getting what I don't want, first lady, it behooves me to change what I do. Folk being in marriage for years and fussing and arguing, and, well, you know, you never did. Nah, nah, nah. If you don't want that, you still see you still getting the same reaction. Duh, change. Don't be so stubborn and hard-headed and cantankerous and just. I mean, you just. You're foolish. You're not building up your marriage. You're tearing it down. And the truth of the matter is that some of us was not trained right. Watch this. Get this. Oh, we were never trained at all. You come in here hearing the word, this is a part of your training. Coming here is a part of your training. Don't let nobody stop your training. Here I am. 
Here I am going on 40 years of marriage. I'm still trying to come up with creative ways, new ways to satisfy this woman. And I tell her that too. And what you tell me? If it get any better, she got to, she said, she told me the other day, she said, if it get any better, I'm gonna have to slap you and myself. <laughs> Listen, I accept my assignment. This is my assignment when it comes to marriage. This is my assignment. This is my project when it comes to marriage. Now, other things, that's other things. But this is my assignment right here. Whoever you are connected to, that's your assignment. Accept your assignment. You, men, you, you know I sound like a broken record. You know I say it all the time. You surprise yourself while being on this earth where you can say at least I blew at least one woman's mind, and that's my wife. At the funeral, you can tell whether her mind was blown or not. Blow her mind! Do the things that she would never think that you would do for her. And watch this, she's been built. She, the Genesis calls her a help me. She's been built for you not to outdo her when it comes to loving on each other. Because everything you give her comes back to you multiply. I don't say a man that just, you know, not satisfied with wife and she, you just don't know that girl. You just don't know. I don't have to know her. I know you. And you ain't doing what you're supposed to do. So that's what you, what you sow is what you getting back. You gonna get what you want or what you don't want. Cause I got enough sense to live. You curse your wife out, she gonna curse you out worse. She can out curse you. She used some adjectives that you ain't never heard. You don't wanna see somebody put some curse words together? A woman can put some curse words together. talking about now make you mad huh but that's what you sowing into her that girl cursed too much uh, you, you don't say why she cursed too much what you putting in her what you sowing buddy so so right so right so right. Hallelujah. And here's the thing. If you know what she's telling you is right, but you don't do it because you feel like she's nagging you, she's not really nagging. She just want to see you do better. When you going to do better? You've been talking about you going to do better for three years. You're still there. She's been telling you to pick up them dirty drawers for three months. Pick them up. She just let them sit there and let them start molding and everything. And now you pick them up. Take them old nasty things up. So better. So better. I know I, I can't emphasize this anymore. So better than what you've been sowing in the past. Don't settle for where you are. Make your relationship better.
And sister girl, don't be, don't be guilty of what they say you are. Don't you be mean and hateful and everything else like that. You turn into the sweet girl that you know that you are. Yeah, because you done had some bad dealings with other men. Don't be mean and nasty with every man that you come in contact with. Now, what you want, what you, what, hey, what you want, mister? No, the man might really like you, but don't push him away because you remember what, you know, uh, Day Day did to you. Day Day ain't here. Come on here. Day Day wasn't raised right. He wanted to fight all the time. He didn't realize you was a queen. He messed up his queen. Now somebody says, wait a minute here now. What is this here? Come here. You're a diamond in the rough. Hallelujah. When you try to bring that old stuff up, he said, wait a minute now. I'm not Day Day. I'm here to bless you for the rest of your life. And it look like you're just going to melt in his arms. Yeah. There's somebody here that really want to treat you like you need to be treated. You just ain't ran into them now. But don't sell yourself cheap. Don't sell yourself short. short. But, well, you know, I just got to get somebody. Just give me anybody. No! Uh-uh. 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 I just stay just single and be cute. Just like this. Y'all feeling me here? It amazes me, uh, Dr. B. Married people want to get a loose and the singles can't wait to get together. What's going on here, mother? Stay together. Show people how it's done, dude. When the tough times come, I'm going to show you how to hang on in there. Hallelujah. So, St. Vangers, you wait. It's your perfect time. God got somebody that'll treat you like the queen that you are. Hallelujah. Amen. And quit trying to compare yourself to these other folk on television. Starving themselves, anorexic, and everything else. Done had five different surgeries on five different parts of their body. And you talking about you want to look like them. You ain't going to never look like that. You just stay, keep yourself up and stay healthy. And somebody like you, just like you are. Now you want me to fall in love with the real thing or fall in love with all that stuff you just put it on put on you. You got plastic hips, plastic fingertips, you got plastic thighs and what? Got plastic missiles up here and hallelujah! Ain't nothing real. Bible said, breast your satisfy. I can't satisfy nothing on no plastic. You ain't even feeling that. Give me some salt. All right, I done messed up. I done messed up. Y'all stand. Y'all stand. Stand on up. Stand on up. Stand on up. Let's go. I done, I done got in trouble now. I'm, I'm going to get lectured when I get in the car. Hallelujah. Y'all pray, y'all pray my strength in the Lord. Y'all pray my strength in the Lord. I, I, I went out there. Forgive me, Lord. 
Y'all, y'all think, y'all, th- y'all think, y'all think I'm off, off the mark now. But this Friday coming, we, we, we fin- it, This is adult rated, marriage, married only. Not those somebody. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about it in the future. You, you can't come. Cause we, we, we about, we about to go deeper. This Friday in marriage ministry, first lady I'm going to be teaching about how to make love to your spouse. Well, I already know how to do that. Mm-hmm, that's your problem. You think you know everything. Every now and then you can learn one or two things. Hallelujah. Even a rooster had to, you know, teach the prophet something. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, this is not for the single people. We can't let y'all come. We can't be waking up stuff that don't need to be waking. All right? It's only for adult married only. Rated for adult. Hallelujah. Ooh, yes. Is it Friday yet? All right, everybody's standing. I'm sorry, y'all. Forgive me.